Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we're reading from Genesis chapters 12 through 15. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all of his wealth, his livestock, and all the people that he had taken into his household at Haran. And he headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Morah. And at that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them that you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her, sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them. And he sent Abram out of the country along with his wife 
and all of his possessions. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel, and they pitched their tents toward Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built an altar, and there he worshipped the Lord again. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also became very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land that you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land to the right. And if you prefer the land to the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zor. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the Garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to the place near Sodom, settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. I am given all of this land as far as you can see, to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that, like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron, settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Ararach of Elshar, King Zedor Lamahar of Eli-Elam, and King Tidal of Gom fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Sindab of Abna, King Shimbar of Zimbalim, and King of Bila, also called Zor. The second group of kings joined forces in Siddam Valley, that is the Valley of the Dead Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to 
King Zepochorah, but in the 13th year they rebelled against him. One year later, Zemalola and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephaites at Ashereth Kemeram, the Zutites of Ham, the Emites at Shava Ketheram, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El Paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites living in Hazor Tamar. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Abnam, Zibnalam, and Bila, also called Zor, prepared for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Zorlamar of Elam, King Tidel of Golam, King Amraphael of Babylonia, and King Ararach of Elshire. Four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits. And as the army of the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew who lived in Sodom, and carried off everything that he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives Ishkol and Adner were Abram's allies. When Abraham, or when Abram rather, heard about his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then they pursued Kedemarar's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedemolara's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot and his possessions and all the women and other captives. So Abram returned from his victory over Kedor Mamla and his allies. The king of Sodom Sodom, went out to meet him at the valley of Shaphal, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and the priest of of God Most High brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods that he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, 
Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods that you have recovered. Nabram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal throng from what belongs to you. Otherwise you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will only accept what my young warriors have already eaten. And I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Ener, Ishkol, and Memory. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all the blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, my servant in my own household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No. No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham, Abram presented all of these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure of your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return to this land. For the sins of the Amorites do not warrant their destruction yet. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and flaming torch passing between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord 
made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Kenites, the Kizanites, the Kadamanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gerishites, and the Jebusites. In today's reading, we see that God makes repeated promises to Abram. He calls Abram to come out of his land that he is comfortable with, to go to a place that he was not yet at. And through it all, Abram is promised by God over and over again that he would bless Abram with descendants, multiple descendants that could not be counted. And while it would have been a challenge for Abram to believe, he did. He trusted in what was not yet seen. He trusted that God would keep his promises. And as we will continue to read over the next several weeks, months, we will see that God did, in fact, keep his promises to Abram. And that while Abram did not see it with his own eyes, God kept his promises. God always keeps his promises. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.